Have you ever wondered why projects and tasks take much more time and cost much more money than you thought they would? And do you want to know the best way to deliver your projects on time and on budget? I'm going to explain to you what the problem is and how to solve it. I'm Wendy the Brainy Biscuit from BrainyBiscuit.com and welcome to this video where I talk to you about getting those projects out of the door on time and on budget. So let's dive right in and look at how we might be able to solve this problem. So here's a question, have you ever tried to scare yourself or others into making a change? You want to get healthy for example and you tell yourself you'll be dead or ill if you don't. Or maybe you've tried to help a friend by pointing out to them all of their negative behaviours, you know, why their ex-partner is bad for them, the dangers of drinking too much booze and maybe they should give up smoking perhaps and you just end up eating more and your friend ignores you and continues to do their thing anyway. One of the reasons is for this is something called the optimism bias. The optimism bias is an inbuilt human bias that tells your internal self that everything's going to work out fine, thank you very much, and be okay. Um, this bias can be so strong that it can make you pig-headed um, and even more committed once you have been told about the facts of your negative behaviour. Um, however, let's go back to basics and start with what the optimism bias actually is. It's a built-in human bias that tells you everything's going to be okay. Okay, so we have to have a reason to get up in the morning. So that's not a bad thing, right? Okay, and it will make you pig-headed, so you become more committed. And that can also be a good thing, right? Recently, I was on the internet and I was looking for stuff to help with stress and the management of some of the problems people have been facing recently through lockdown and quarantine. And I tripped upon this particular video. It's a TED talk by a lovely neuroscientist called Dr. Tali Sharot. And it really intrigued me and it really caught my attention. So um, I looked at it more and more and I thought, actually, do you know what? We can use this, people. So let's look at what it actually is. She says it so much more clearly and much better than I do, obviously, and I'll make sure you guys get the link so you can actually look up um, her TED talk. I think there's a couple of them and she's certainly in the press about this particular subject. Anyway, back to the point. Okay, so what is an optimism bias? It's simply when we overpredict success and underpredict failure. And you would think that that's not common, but it is. 80% of us consistently overestimate the likelihood of positive events and underestimate the likelihood of negative events. That's good, right? Look on the bright side. Being an optimist can make you happier. But in other um, situations, it can be bad for you. So here are some examples from Dr. Sherratt. The things that she talks about are where we completely miss the mark and the optimism bias kicks in. So first and foremost are underestimating the chances of getting divorced. If you're about to get married, I'm so sorry I'm saying this to you, but every couple that's about to get married, when you ask them, what are the chances of you getting divorced in the future? The answer is no, no, well, it'll never happen to us, it's zero. And we all know, because we can look at the stats, that it's about 40% eek. So we certainly underestimate that. 
We underestimate other things such as the chances of being in a car accident, um, which can make us overconfident when driving, particularly in difficult conditions, uh, too much confidence. Um, we underestimate the chances of illness such as suffering from cancer or overestimate our lifespan for example. Um, we certainly overestimate our workplace success, that's an incredibly common overestimation and of course we overestimate how beautiful and intelligent and fantastic our children are. Um, so that's about 80% of the population so we'll likely overestimate the good things and underestimate the negative things. People also misjudge how things will affect them. So the impact of problems and they overestimate their ability to actually deal with these problems and deal with things that will arise. Um, and most of us will overestimate our capabilities. You know, how do you see yourself in relation to others? Again, I'll refer to Dr. Sherrott on this, but she often cites examples of how do you think you get along with others? Your driving ability, mine of course is second to none, um, intelligence, um, in how interesting you are or how honest you are. You know, there's an excellent chance that you would rate yourself above average for, if not all of these, a lot of these, and we can't all be above average. Okay, so the average person assumes things will turn out better than they actually do. We overestimate our control. Um, we are blind to the real world and this can affect our lives and our businesses in a number of ways. Now, you might think it's good because you wouldn't try things otherwise. Okay, yes, absolutely it is. Um, but in reality, what you often do is delay things because there could be a better time. Optimism kicks in and there'll be a much better time later, won't there? Um, or you'll have more money later. Um, you can always do things later. Your optimism about the future can potentially blind you to the opportunities of today. Okay, so coming back to projects and getting things done, everyone has to get things done in time and on budget at some point in their lives. I don't care what sort of life, you can be a stay-at-home mum or a, a retired grandpa, there are still things you need to do that have to be done on time, on budget. So, you know, the multi-million pound crossrail project here in the UK, for example, or you could simply have to plan a honeymoon, going back to those uh, newlyweds, or, or a birthday party maybe for something like 20 boisterous four-year-olds, rather you than me. Um, and you all have time and budget to stick to in all of those projects. And we will, as a general rule, underestimate time and trouble and resources involved in this. Yeah, so if you think just about your own lives now, if you can think of something that you had to plan on time and budget, you know, did the costs escalate? You know, did you, uh, not finish on time, no matter how much you padded both the costs and the time that it would take in order to deliver this project. You know, going back to those uh, boisterous four-year-olds, you know, did you get the balloons? Were the balloons delivered on time or did you run out of money or, or time to do that? You know, did you let those kiddies down? Okay, so the optimism bias is a bias that skews your understanding of the world. So be careful. And particularly it can skew your understanding of the work world. We overestimate our success and this can affect how we view others. You know, in, in work, understanding of how you deliver things 
for your boss, for yourself, you know, you need to bear in mind the optimism bias because it can be crucial if you're going to deliver things on time. Okay, so let's give you uh, an example. The London Olympics, for example, it's a few years ago now. The original budget was about £2.5 billion, which sounds like a lot of money. But um, having got that budget, they then actually calculated and recalculated to allow for the optimism bias, both optimism bias, not diet folks, um, both in terms of time and in terms of money. And they padded it out so that it, I think they then said it was going to cost about £9.29 billion, which is an absolute fortune, but it's a hell of a party. Anyway, they, um, they overestimated both time and the money involved in it, and it actually came in under budget. It came in under budget by about £528 million, so a, a total cost of £8.77 now, isn't that better? It came in on time uh, and under budget. And that had to come in on time because you can't move the date of the Olympics just because you've not managed to get yourself organised. So that's a really good example of allowing for the optimism bias so that your plans fit the reality. I mean, I know that I do this. I'm one of the worst for this. Yes, I'll do four videos a day and I can write you 20 blogs. That's no problem whatsoever. Yes, of course I can cook a meal, walk the dog and drive off to see uh, my mum and have yeah, sort out my parental responsibilities. We all do this. Um, and particularly if you're managing people, I think you need to be aware of how the optimism bias might affect you there because of course you over emphasize your own importance in the workplace and it can skew your understanding of the world a lot. Um, you know, be extra reasonable about things like time and money when doing projects. Better to come in early than to, to have them late. So my advice is allow reasonable time both time and money, and then add 10%. So the rule of thumb here is plan for the worst, hope for the best, and add on 10% for safety. Now, if you're doing projects or quoting for projects in the commercial world, in the real world, that's going to cause you a particular challenge because your budget is going to come in probably way above everybody else's. So everyone's going to go, hang on a minute, these guys are just so expensive, what are they doing, why are they doing this? And it's, um, you know, it's valid because your competitors will submit uh, proposals based on their optimism bias and they will seem much cheaper and much faster. So how do you overcome this particular challenge when your proposal is considerably more expensive and going to take more time than the competitors? Well, the approach I use is to talk to the client and take them through the process of the schedule step by step, using questions to make them think about the issues. Um, at the end of the process, we jointly arrive excuse me, <coughs> at a rough estimate of cost and a rough estimate of the schedule. I then explicitly explain to them that things will go wrong because they always do from time to time. And I would ask them what they think a reasonable contingency would be. Now, their optimism bias will kick in here and they'll be wrong, but at least you discussed it and you've got a plan to go forward. So at the end of this process, the client will have a clear picture of goals, costs, timescales. So when a competitor comes in, 
way under budget, it's going to look too good to be true. And at least it will start a conversation. So lots of areas in business where the optimism bias can work against you. It can work against you in hiring or setting targets or planning or finding new suppliers, budgeting costs um, and even your own day-to-day -day management. Um, incidentally, I talk about how to prevent these common mistakes in the planning and management section of my Marketing Virtuoso program. But for now, acknowledge your own bias. Just as an unconscious bias can creep in when you think about race or gender, optimism bias can creep in and convince you that you are above average in whatever it is you're doing. Acknowledge it's possible that you may just think you're a little better than you actually are. Unlikely, I know. But try it on and see what you think. Look at where your assumptions could go wrong. Take advice from actual experts, whether this is a trusted friend or a colleague or an external coach or consultant. Seeking advice can help you get clarity when you have to make decisions. And create objective criteria that you can use to plan or budget against. That could be as simple as recording the time it actually takes to do something instead of how much you think it should take. Or having documented reasons and standards for how your budget will work, how it worked last time in reality. It not only helps you see clearly, but it can help prevent you with your unconscious biases. Now, just something else to think about. I'm talking to entrepreneurs here, ladies, particularly ladies who want to start or are in the process of creating a fantastic business. Now, something to bear in mind, a study in 2017 indicated that by the fourth year, half of almost all small businesses fail. That's about 42%. And they fail because there is no need, no market for their product. And this may well be an example of the optimism bias. There is a considerable number of people who either didn't do proper market research or believe that their product was better than the research showed. Their optimism bias created a reality distortion in their particular field and they didn't escape. You know, is your business on trend to follow this path or will yours be one of the successful ones? Um, your optimism bias may tell you yes, yours will be successful. That's why you're an entrepreneur in the first place. But if you don't just acknowledge that failure is common and you may not prepare for it properly, you know, and you may not prepare for it properly in the future. Just be careful. If you believe your business will perform above average, you may end up performing below average. Plan for the worst, hope for the best and add 10%. And again, I talk more about this in my Marketing Virtuoso program. But for now, you will never have a 100% guarantee that your business will succeed indefinitely. But the first key is looking at the potential market. You may love your product, but it's crucial that the market loves your product too. Spend time doing due diligence before investing time and money into your new business. Learn why other businesses in this field have succeeded and failed and look closely at the failures. Now, I could waffle on for ages about this because it's a fascinating subject and we have only scratched the surface. Um, and if you want to know more about this subject, let me know. Give me your comments and your feedback. Um, you know, 
But that's it for now. Just a little taste of what the optimism bias can do for you if applied, particularly when you're doing projects and budgeting and costing. And it's something to be incredibly aware of at work and indeed at home. So for now, all I want to say is live your best life and bye for now.